Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. This is the Believe in Pro Wrestling Podcast. Here's Ricky Chino and SP3 on the Believe Podcast Network. You know, I knew I forgot something. I knew I forgot something. I forgot to email my voice guy again. I you're, really you're gonna you're help. gonna remember when I'm off next week is when you're gonna yeah, remember. That's, yeah, uh, yeah, because uh, Jeremy Bennett, who is here, uh, the the new co-host for the for the NXT post shows here on uh, Wednesday mornings. Uh, SP3 joins me the other three days of the week. Uh, yeah, he's starting off with a bang, doing two shows, and then boom, he's taking time off already. So you know, it is what it is. So I guess it's kind of only fair that I haven't updated the. Uh, the open yet but oops my bad no sp3 here today it is jerry bennett in his regular time slot fighting hurt been sick all week long and this man has come in ready to go because he didn't want to be one and done he wanted to be two and done no and and i also uh don't want to miss deftones in denver on monday next week so (laughs) So uh right you can't ruin my weekend so i gotta i gotta get over this yeah yeah i I, i've been out since friday night uh sick but um back to work today feeling better uh cough is gone that's what that's the worst part is coughing for three days and 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 you're you're, you just feel like you've done eighty five thousand crunches yeah, so I've had I've had COVID twice now, and each time I had the cough lingering for like six weeks. Yeah, and it's a giant pain in the ass when yeah. you do a podcast oh. or an interview yeah. damn near every day. Yeah, I had I've had it three times, and I Eesh. I am with you. You and it's so weird. Usually the end of my sickness is the cough, but this time it was the beginning, and there's just weird. <laughs> it's just weird things going on in the air, man. Uh, speaking of weird things, Joe Gacy. Ah, uh, <laughs> good segue. Joe Gacy dominated much of NXT 2.0 last night, and yeah. we finally figured out his motivation wasn't too terribly difficult to draw the connection of what Joe Gacy wanted, uh, even though he took a convoluted way of getting there. We'll talk about that. We got a huge triple threat match that is set up for the North American Championship. We will dive into that. Duke Hudson and Dexter Loomis, America's favorite new tag team, unsuccessful last night in capturing the NXT tag team titles. We will dive into that as well. And a surprise debut last night. Roxanne Perez. Roxanne! Uh, I'm not trying that tonight. (laughs) Formerly known as Roxy, the inaugural ring of honor women's champion made her debut last looked night smooth in, in there fashion. too looked very very smooth a lot to dive in there also ftr in the news <laughs> sean ross app uh, fightful.com uh although uh silent executive producer he doesn't know it but he gives us so many so so much juicy topics to talk about on this show i might as well give him an executive producer credit at this point yeah uh we're gonna dive into the news about ftr and What's this? WWE interested in bringing them back? <laughs> well, no shit. Have you seen the run those guys have been on? We'll Did you see the that. seven days they had? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and also, speaking of WWE, they are going to be uh, honoring one Randall Orton next week. 20 years. 20 years since he made his main roster debut for the company and they're going to be celebrating viper week forget shark week 
It's Viper Week next week for WWE. But first things first, before we get into all of that and much more, got to thank our friends over at Bet Online. We would not be here without them. They are the number one source for all of your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, including updated odds on the NBA playoffs, uh, fights, even the next season's uh, futures. Maybe there's even a prop bet of what Reds player is going to get hurt next. Don't forget that MLB bat is back as well. Who you picking to win the World Series? Could it be the Braves? Could it be the Dodgers? Somebody who actually decides to spend money on their team. Bet Online is your continued source for all of your sports wagering needs, including live betting in your favorite Vegas casino and poker games. It is super easy to get started. So head on over to the website today or use your mobile device to join and use our promo code believe to get started. That is B L E A V to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit bet online where the game starts. And Jeremy, we are going to start. I wonder if I can use that uh, this weekend in Colorado. I can't use it in Nebraska, but there you go. Colorado, everything's legal in Colorado. Come uh, on. Yeah. Now let's yeah. Go. Go. yeah. Uh, anyway, so let's start here with Mr. Joe Gacy. Uh, as he goes to a very, very dark, uh, somehow even more dark than kidnapping a man's father. Yeah. Right? Like, I, I think this was pretty obvious that where this was headed. We were going to be getting Joe Gacy and Braun Breaker in a match of some kind after Joe Gacy and Harlan kidnapped his father three weeks ago now at this point. And then last night, there were a lot of mind games played. Uh, we we even got uh, a, a little callback that I know a lot of people shuddered at the the Joe Gacy in the mirror thing, you know, the ultimate warrior Alexa Bliss spot with Lily. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of into this kind of stuff. Uh, and then we got a, like a ministry of darkness swarm the man zombie horde on Braun Breaker at the end of this. But the all of the, the crazy wackiness aside last night, the motivation was clear. Joe Gacy wanted an NXT championship match. Does he watch a lot of WWE programming? Because does he realize how easy it is to get an NXT championship match? Hell, LA Knight literally just walked down to the ring and asked for one. Gunter, a couple weeks ago, just asked for one. Does does Joe Gacy look like the type that would watch NXT, though? No. No, he's definitely and, uh, he's definitely a Brock Lesnar type. As, no, uh, he doesn't as, watch the effing show. As Lawrence uh, famously said in Office Space, uh, uh, Braun Breaker, watch your cornhole in there. Jesus. <laughs> I mean, damn, man. We're only six minutes in. Oh, don't make me laugh or else I'll be coughing up <laughs> for five minutes. Jeez. Yeah, man. So, like, I, I found it very, like... Joe Gacy's like, look, if you want this Hall of Fame ring, all you have to do is that all you had to do is ask for it. Well, Joe, look in the mirror, man, the same mirror that, you know, you're, you're popping up behind people in. All you had to do is ask Braun Breaker for it. So the motivation there doesn't seem to to merit all of this craziness. But that said, well, look man, what he did last week. He put a burning ring on his finger and you could hear his flesh peeling off but yeah. yeah that 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 his finger looked pretty good tonight i was i was taking a look it, it, yeah, it he, he heals about as quick as randy orton does they, they didn't uh, burn yeah definitely uh did not uh, do that but uh yeah man look all of that aside the fact that he could have just walked up and asked him for a championship match that's not a joe gacy thing to do so i guess it's in character but saw a lot of people hating on this last night I, I can't lie, man. I'm I'm kind of into this kind of stuff. I'm kind of into the the mystic, cryptic, 
creepiness to a certain extent. The the shoving brawn off the off the platform, and then you got like ten dudes and cloaks who are just surrounding him, and that's how you close out the show. That was kind of dumb, but he was definitely kind of channeling that that inner you know Bray Wyatt type mystic ability and and crypticness that I've missed for my TV screen. This is a variety show. I definitely am of of the opinion that there is a place for this kind of stuff in pro wrestling. All right. It's performance art at its finest. And I think Joe Gacy excels in this. You can tell he's really bought into this role. I think he's really, really good at it. He tells a story with his eyes. And that story is that he's a massive creep, but other, but he's so good and he's so committed at this. And I will take this stuff over like what he was doing when he first started where it was just buzzwords and clicks and, you know, whatever the hell it was that he was attempting to do. Give me this Joe Gacy over the, over the one that we first saw. I love his elevation so far. Yeah. And I've been saying it since day one. I, I, that was about my only complaint when Joe Gacy was overdoing the buzzwords or forcing the buzzwords. They were forcing too many things like that, but I've always been a fan of the character since he's, he's debuted in NXT. And, um, I didn't completely hate on the kidnapping angle. I thought it was done maybe too suddenly, or I don't know. It was kind of weird how they presented it. And so that shut a lot of people off. But I think, uh, I, 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 I don't know if I'm in the minority like you are. Um, just look at my timeline tonight. I enjoyed most of what we had with Casey tonight. And um, I, I thought, I thought it kind of brought out another side of Braun as well. Uh, in certain spots, especially the uh, uh, the one where he's uh, going through backstage and looking at, and he finds that room, and I, I thought I thought it was really well done by both guys tonight. The you know the following off the stage thing that's been overdone to death already ever since they've instituted that in the uh, performance center. But um, you know, we all saw that coming too. Yeah, uh, didn't see the druids coming though. That was interesting enough. Uh, but yes, I am with you. I overall like the whole thing tonight. It'll be interesting to see where they go with this. There's the, you're right. It's all about timing. I think it would have been, I think tonight would have been more effective if Braun was actually hunting down to try and find his father, as opposed to his father's hall of fame ring added yeah. a little bit more stick. I think the thing that, that really turned a lot of people off to this is that they did this whole angle where they kidnap Rick Steiner. And then next week it's just, Oh, he was released that night. Yeah. No big deal. yeah. No, 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 everything's fine. And, and everyone's like, what, what the hell was the point of, of all of this? And then we get creepy Joe Gacy with a hall of fame ring and get a show with a blah, blah. I mean, so I think it would have been a lot more effective and it could have taken Braun to that forced him to kind of go to that next level of that urgency and put a little bit of stakes here is where now he's trying to find his dad. Mm-hmm. But then you get into the whole, well, if he's kidnapped, why aren't the cops involved in this, that, and the other thing? It's just like crime. It just runs rampant in NXT and nobody gives a shit. <laughs> but at the same time, this also allows Rick to be ringside for that title match in two weeks at spring breaking. Um, If they kept this going, he probably wouldn't have been ringside, but I think it would be, I think it's almost cooler that he's is out and could accompany him to even up the odds with Harlan being in Joe Gacy's corner in two weeks. So I kind of like it for that aspect. If he does accompany Braun to the ring, I wouldn't mind seeing Scott get involved uh, in some way, <laughs> shape or form. Yeah. Uh, well, give me big Papa pump. Come on, maybe. 
He's my hookup. Holler if you hear me, NXT 2.0. Uh, another big title match has also been set up for uh, spring break, and we got a triple threat match for the North American Championship. It's going to be Carmelo Hayes. It is going to be Solo Sokoa, who is massively over, by the way. Did you hear that damn crowd last night? They are all about the oos, the lone oos. And then, of course, we have the champion Cameron Grimes. Right now, early betting odds here, Jeremy. Who do you like in this one? It's too early to take it off of Cameron, but I will say this. Ever since he's won that title for his father, he just seems to be missing something now. It, it, it just, there's nothing to him now. There's no, you know, there's no, there's nothing to grab onto Cameron Grimes now. He, he just seems so vanilla. And I don't know what it is, if it's just a lack of something creative to keep you invested in him. It, it makes me wonder if he needs to turn heel on Solo Sokoa, uh, Sokoa to, to get him more interest. Because right now, I just don't see, there, there's just not anything interesting about him since he's won that title. Yeah, uh, so they stripped everything about, pretty much everything away from him that everybody loved about the guy. Right. And they turned him into this, you know, serious, sympathetic baby face fighting for my dad's legacy. And that's why they say the the money's in the chase for the baby faces, because then it's like, OK, well, now you're the champ. Well, now what? Yeah. And look, man, last week they were the crowd was rooting for Solo Sokoa to win that that championship. They wanted him to win the North American title off of Cameron Grimes, which is kind of a. I don't know if that what that says more about Solo Sokoa or if that says more about Cameron Grimes. They need to add him to the bloodline as soon as possible and make that a four-man stable. Uh, I think the crowd would really get behind it. It's going to be interesting for sure. I would not put it past um, uh, WWE, though, to put this right back on Carmelo Hayes. Like, yeah, I, Seriously, I would not be surprised because maybe they see that with Cameron Grimes and yeah. that does add that next layer and that next level and then he can begin that climb back up to, to getting uh, back his championship. But yeah, I agree with you. There's just, he just doesn't have just, any he doesn't have any attitude. He doesn't have any anything. It's just nothing to grasp onto him now. He's just there and he's not doing anything. He's not doing the antics he used to do that made him so lovable. He's not doing anything, obviously, that used to hate him for because he's a babyface now. He's just so vanilla ever since he's won that title. It's so it's so uninteresting. Yeah, I, I don't know. Again, I don't know if they are trying to like. Because they cleaned him up, they 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 slimmed him down like they, they trimmed them down of like the the antics and the over. I don't know if they are trying to present him as a viable multifaceted kind of character that could work on the main roster. I, I, I don't know what the, the, the process is here with Cameron Grimes. Again, I know there's, well, Hey, the I last know, few I weeks know have been after a die, right? Evolution is important for a character, but this just, yeah. seems to be well, going the back. last few weeks are so bland. He'll fit right into raw. <sighs> That's a shot. <laughs> that is an absolute shot coming in hot. Uh, from Jeremy Bennett here on this week's episode, which is brought to you in part by Athletic Greens. Tons of people take multivitamins, Jeremy, but it is important to choose one that is top quality. With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you are absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to start your day off right. Their special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging. It's also lifestyle-friendly. It fits a wide range of diets. There's only one gram of sugar and no chemicals or artificial anything. Reclaim your health 
Arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It is just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That is it. To make it even easier, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you got to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash believe. That is B-L-E-A-V. Again, athleticgreens.com slash believe. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. These products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Athletic Greens, take ownership of your health. It's time to answer the five count on the Believe Podcast Network. So before we saw uh, Mr. Joe Gacy uh, last night, just gently shove Braun Breaker into the good night. Oops. We had a pretty good main event for the uh, NXT Tag Team Championships. Hmm. As pretty deadly, successful over Duke Hudson and Dexter Loomis, the upstart team put together by uh, their significant others. So, Jeremy, Group, I'll group ask love. You. I'm going to call this team Group Love. Group Love? Yeah. Why not? Why not? We don't, I mean, I, I'd like to, like, involve, like, all of their names because, you know, you had Duja and you had Index. But we don't even know if Indy Hartwell is going to get to keep her name within the next few weeks. So it's kind of yeah. hard to kind of really dive into all that and try to figure out some kind of a uh, some kind of a nickname for all four of them. But regardless, let's just focus on the gentlemen here. Duke Hudson and Dexter Loomis. Look, I've not been a big fan of the extra horniness on, on NXT 2.0. I'm not going to lie. But make you roundy, baby. Th- this is just one of those oil and water tag teams like odd couple kind of things that just seems like it shouldn't work but for whatever reason it just does there is like so much lack of chemistry like between the two characters but the two people together just work really really well with one another so i will ask you this they were unsuccessful last night i don't think that was the time to pull the trigger because i think the the end game here is with the creeds right pretty deadly and the creeds and everything going on with those guys still have that story to finish up but i will ask you true or false do cuts and dexter loomis will be nxt tag team champions one day jeremy false um obviously they've done this the same story before with dexter and johnny gargano in the way uh they're just repeating it again uh, I do not think they will ever be tag team champions. They may stay together for some time, and it's going to be more comedy bits like we've seen. I don't foresee them being tag champs at all in NXT. Yeah, because I don't see Pretty Deadly dropping the titles anytime soon. And eh, maybe. I, think the, I think the Creeds might beat them if they have this at, spree, at speed uh, spring breaking. See, it, it's it's kind of hard to predict because we don't really know what's going on with Diamond Mind. We, yeah. we definitely saw some tension between Malcolm Bivens and uh, don't you fire Malcolm. Yeah. And, and, and Roderick strong. No, I think Roderick strong's getting the boot. I, I mm-hmm. look, man, for, for the longest time now I have come on this program and I have said, Roddy looks like a type of guy who is wrestling in AEW in six months. Like, yeah. I, don't, I don't know what his contract situation is, but they don't got anything going on for him. He's lost pretty much every big match that he's been in. He's been bouncing around between NXT, UK. He's not even on TV every week with Diamond Mine. It has really been focused around. He doesn't seem interested. He just doesn't seem interested. He doesn't seem interested. He doesn't seem motivated. Like, I don't see him being in Diamond Mind much longer. I think he's going to try to out Malcolm Bivens and it's going to end up being he's going to be the one on the outside uh, looking in here. Um, 
And it's interesting to figure out what what they're going to do because right now it seems like Diamond Mine's baby faces. The Creeds are loved. Obviously, they're the baby face with Pretty Deadly. Um, you know, Ivy Nile hasn't really acted baby face. Uh, and we'll see how she does in the UK, how they present her there. And then, so who do you bring in if you do replace Roddy? Do you bring in Wesley? Do you bring in somebody completely new? Um, you know, Roddy was a, a pretty big stature for a, a solo guy, former North American champion. So I don't know if this would be the spot for Wesley, but it would be a good spot to test him and see what um, how he would do. I don't know if he, his personality, his MSK personality wouldn't really fit, um, but if he goes a different direction, which it, it seems like he did tonight against Zion Quinn, you know, he if he keeps going in that personality direction, uh, you know, I, w- I wouldn't put it past him to at least try him out in Diamond Mine. I'm trying to think. I'm I'm sitting here and I'm going through the roster in my head. I know there's there's somebody, right? Like, I know there's somebody that I think would be kind of like that great fit for like that alpha dog type uh, person who could come in and 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 fit perfectly in there. Um, man, but maybe no, Grayson Waller wouldn't really work. He's more of a lone. Or maybe kid. Zion Quinn. Maybe Zion Quinn. Maybe a guy. You know, I I know he's hurt right now, but maybe a guy like Odyssey Jones could come in there, and that would work out really really well. Or you know what, Fabian Eichner might be a guy who could. Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. I think he would really fit in well. Now they got to find something for for him to do. Is he going to be a solo star? That's the thing. If he's not a solo star, I think he's going to end up working with uh, with with Tony D. I I, I just think that, that would almost be better than than Diamond Mind in my in my opinion. Yeah, I I think that would work out really well for him. I still don't understand why he's not on the main roster with Ludwig Kaiser and Gunter. I don't know why that he's not there. I don't know what they didn't see him in. I I don't get it. Yeah, that's but. baffling. You, you got to find something for Fabian Eichner to do. So uh, that could be a possibility there. But with all the uncertainty around Diamond Mine, I would not uh, be surprised if this chase for the Creeds lasts even longer um, because of the turmoil that's been going on there. So you could keep the belts on pretty deadly for a while. Eventually it goes to the Creeds. But either way, I see those two guys, those two teams being the focal point of the tag team division. I don't know if Duke and Dexter are going to continue to be a thing long enough to get their hands on the championship. So I'm going to say false uh, as well. Number two, we saw the surprise debut of Roxanne Perez last night. She defeated uh, uh, Lacey Jane to uh, get her her first ever uh, win in NXT after her level up victory. So she's now 2-0 in WWE. Uh, they presented her as a, a big deal uh, last night, and it was a pretty, oh, it was an okay match. It wasn't anything uh, spectacular. They didn't ask either uh, either lady to do anything. Some some pretty smooth uh, technical wrestling, a lot of great pinning combinations that they they rolled through. And then the the unfortunate thing that I did not think that this match needed whatsoever was was Wendy Chu popping up doing the Jinder Mahal. Hey, up here, <laughs> I, I trashed your dressing room. Who gives a shit? It's a couch. You flip some cushions. Focus on the match. I don't know yeah. why that they 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 needed yeah. that. I thought it took away from Roxanne's win last night. Yeah, they didn't they need did. that to put over Roxanne. They could have just put over Rock. I mean, JC Jane is probably the weakest solo star of toxic attraction. When you look at Gigi Dolan's career, 
and of course Mandy Rose. So you could easily just put her over JC Jane because it wouldn't have hurt her. Um, but yeah, so I didn't quite agree with that. But I thought I thought Roxanne looked good in the ring. Yeah. Um, I still have this weird suspicion that Cora Jade's gonna be the one to take the title from her. And that's that's the question. That is the question I'm asking because even though I thought Wendy Chu getting involved to keep her thing going on with toxic attraction took away from Roxanne's moment. The fact that they're bringing Roxanne in and immediately is feuding with toxic attraction and she's already on TV uh, doing promo exchanges with Mandy Rose. That's got to be a good sign. So the question is buying or selling Roxanne Perez as the woman to unseat Mandy Rose as the NXT women's champion. You appear to be selling them. Yeah, I'm going to sell it for now. Um, I just don't, I don't buy it because I don't think they're going to push someone that was made prominent in another promotion as quickly. I just don't feel like they, that they would do that just because she made her name in, in ring of honor as uh, the women's champion there. I just don't see her, them doing it so quickly with her right now. I'm I'm gonna I'm de- if if you still think it's gonna be Cora Jade I I don't know how or why I but I, God I, they need to change the personality of Roxanne up real quick because she's acting just like Cora Jade <laughs> a little bit it's there's definitely some some similarities there and maybe Cora Jade's gonna be the one that that kind of changes things up here uh, a little bit to be completely honest with you but Cora had multiple chances and if they were going to put the title on her the time to do it was it stand and deliver that's when they should have done it i don't think personally that cora is ready yet i'm a big cora jade fan uh i love the potential in her i'm higher on her than uh some other people that i have talked to so i i don't think it's an insult to say she's not ready yet to be the nxt women's champion she's still incredibly young so is roxy or excuse me roxanne but I don't know. How how old do you feel that she was a kid playing WWE 12? Let, let's not okay. Let's not go there. My All God, right? like she was a she was in she was a sophomore like three years ago. Man, she's only yeah. 19, 20 years old. Okay, uh, but she's been training since she was thirteen. Man, they call her a prodigy for a reason. She is really really good at what she does. She's got a great presence on the screen already. I do think uh, Roxanne is a little bit ahead of Cora Jade right now. But when I'm looking at the people that they are pushing currently, Cora Jade still has to go through Natalia first. She's got she's got to wrap up this program with Natalia. And Natty looks like she's going to go through the entire NXT women's locker room before they even get to her uh, and Cora Jade at this point. So you got to look at the other women that they're really strongly pushing right now. I think the only other option might be Nikita Lyons. But she's also going to be stepping up to take on Natty coming up here in a couple weeks. Sign she's, me the hell up for that one. She's tall compared to Natty. Holy cow. You know, Natty looks like absolutely stacked on television. But man, like you meet her in person and it's like, man, like no offense. A lot smaller than what I was I I, I you would expect in, in person. But she obviously packs a hell of a bunch uh when, when she's in the ring. That's for damn. And, and then and then Nikita saying, Don't worry, I'm flexible. That just made all the guys go, ah, bah, 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 Yeah, all, bah, bah. all the Rhea Ripley fans, like, you know, who who love those pins and everything, they're just, you know, salivating. You freaks yeah. online. How dare you? Insert uh, Vince falling over in his chair gif. Right, exactly. Um but yeah, the the horniness of NXT 2.0 aside here, uh, I I think the two 
the two options right now based off of what I'm seeing on television. I think it's a clear-cut sign that Roxanne is is definitely got the potential to do it. Nikita Lyons also, they're building her up as the star that she is. It could be either one of those two. It all depends on how long they plan on keeping Mandy Rose in NXT. If they have this match at spring break and Mandy's going to win, I don't think they're going to put it on her on week three. That that would be kind of a, a really big hot shot, but it would, might also send a, a message of how high they actually view her. Like right now, we, we can tell they view her pretty highly because yeah. they're putting her right in there with the champ. Yeah. They put the belt on her after three weeks of making her debut. Effing forget it, man. She's getting the broad breaker treatment like yeah. for sure. So it's definitely going to be interesting. I'm going to go ahead and buy this right now, but I'm buying it only because I think it's on sale right now. Like, okay. Like I'm not paying full price for this, but based off of the landscape of everything, I think it's going to be too long out of the way for Cora Jade to circle back around and win it. If it's not going to be, Roxanne, it's going to be Nikita Lyons who unseats uh, Mandy Rose. All right, so we had that report that came out from uh, Sean Ross at Fightful Select. Subscribe. It's only five bucks. It's worth your money. We're free, by the way. Make sure to pound that subscribe button. No $5 here. Pound the subscribe button. Pound the thumbs up button. Hit the comment section. Let us know what you think of the show. We appreciate all the support. We see our audience continue to grow. Thank you. Thank you so much uh, for that support. Uh, it, it, it's it's nice to see you guys tuning in and staying in, and we really, really appreciate that. But Fightful Select, our good friends over there, Sean Ross, that reported yesterday, uh, kind of a one of those duh reports, but but kind of not really at the same time when you think about how WWE values traditional tag teams and how much WWE actually valued this tag team in particular, uh, but they did report that WWE has interest in retaining the services or regaining the services of one FTR, the reigning AAA and Ring of Honor tag team champions who are, I think, without question, the hottest tag team in all of professional wrestling right now, especially after the last two weeks that they have had putting on those banger classics, right? So kind of a surprise here, Jeremy, but also kind of not. And then the question popped up of, well, how long are their contracts for? Fifel Select later uh, clarified that uh, AEW has informed them they have a little over a year left on their current deal, but that's not a whole lot in the grand scheme of things. So that said, it is time. To play everybody's favorite game show, Reckless Speculation. Jerry Bennett, you're up first. On a scale of 1 to 10, how confident are you that FTR will be staying with AEW when their contract is up next year? Two words. Usi hot. <laughs> 11. That's it. That's a very, very simple answer there. Um, yeah, man. Look, again, no, everybody... look this this comedic stuff in WWE was good for Gallows and Anderson because that's the stuff they love to do. If you watch their pay per views, this is not what FTR is all about, and they're just going to do the same thing over again. Sure, the tag team scene is a lot more serious now than it was two years ago, but who's to say in two years that it, it has that focus again? There was a a long time in WWE when they had maybe one legitimate tag team together 
and whoever feuded with them was two single stars that they made shift. You know, they did that for a long time in the ruthless aggression era. So, you know, that they've they've had a hard time committing to tag teams for a long period of time. And so look at your hottest tag team on on Monday Night Raw. It's Randy Orton and Riddle. Yeah. Which was a team that was only supposed to be together for one day. And now they're together for over a year and are hotter than ever. And and look, this is something that SP3 and I have talked about. Yes, the tag team, they're they're putting a major focus on the tag team division right now as of recently. Like it has been really, really hot, uh, especially with Alpha Academy and RK Bro and the Street Profits. And for a brief time there, Seth Rollins uh, and Kevin Owens just kind of holding everything down there on, on the Raw brand. And now you're bringing in the Usos over here and they're doing this big title unification match. As of right now, that's what I would main event. Uh, the uh, the the uh, WrestleMania backlash with is that title unification match coming up here in a couple of weeks. Um, but man, a lot of that's the Randy Orton factor. You You talk about there may not be a focus on tag team wrestling in, in two years it may not be that kind of focus on the tag team wrestling in two months. True. Because the second that Randy Orton and riddle, whenever they do split and they're not a part of the tag team division anymore, how much man, are, we, are we, are we confident that the creative and the booking is going to be as hot as it was when Randy Orton was involved with the tag team division? Cause I, history tells me no, how much you bet within a month of RKO of RK bro splitting the street profits split up. And they push Montez as a single star within a month. I, you know, because they have been more and more aggressive lately. They've been more and more aggressive lately. They have been yep. kind of leaning towards that heel ish kind of tendencies, and they have not been getting the championships. They have not been winning the big matches as much as they would like. Now, they did win this past week on Monday Night Raw, if my memory serves correct. Yep. Um, man, that's a good point. Yeah, and then we could be right back to where we always were. We would have the Usos, and we could have the New Day, and Alpha Academy, and... We'll be to where the women are right now. <sighs> two teams. Yeah. All two teams uh, in the women's tag team division. So, yeah, man, when you look at FTR and the reasons why they left, yeah, WWE might be willing to offer them the bag, right? But they already turned down the bag once. They let their contracts just run out, man. They were They were jobbed out and almost clowned out the door when their contracts finally expired and they left. And then they went to AEW because why they value tag team wrestling. And that is something that WWE will never be able to guarantee FTR. So they turned down the bag. They don't do the cut. It's the same argument I said last week when the John Moxley reports came out. This isn't a broad brush. All right. This isn't well, Cody jumped back over. So anything is possible. You have to look at each individual case and not everybody's motivations are the same. Cody wanted to come back because yes, he got an obscene amount of money, but also he always wanted to come back and win the WWE championship. There is absolutely nothing that I believe that WWE can offer FTR to get them to come back. No, I can see Mox going back to WWE before FTR does. I don't even, I honestly know they're, as, they're both as little the as that. Yeah. As little of a chance as that they're being, I could see one final run for Mox in WWE. Maybe one match. It's all said and done. Maybe one match, like one final WrestleMania Triple Threat Shield match. Yeah. Like that's it. Yeah. Like an actual run with the company, hell to the no, because there is one thing 
even if they offer him the mass amount of money that it would take to get him over there, right? Like the, the CM Punk level uh, amount of money that it would take for him to go back to WWE. Even if they offered him 100% creative freedom, you could go out there and do whatever the hell you want. We don't care. You can cuss. We don't give a shit. Even if they gave him both of those things, he ain't going to be able to have the kind of matches that he wants. He's not going to be able to bleed. He's not going to be able to go through barbed wire. He's not going to be able to have exploding bombs and this, that, and the other thing. He's not going to be able to put on the kind of art that he likes to do because WWE is a PG program. So unless it's like one massive blow off and it's like, hey, look, this is my last effing match and I'm done. I don't see John Moxley ever coming back to WWE. Now, I could be completely wrong on that, but I don't see it. I also don't see it with FTR because they're not going to get the kind of matches. They're not going to get the kind of booking and they're not going to get the kind of uh, fulfillment out of their time in WWE uh, that they would in AEW. So my answer on this is the same one with John Moxley, because again, there is always the never say never. So I'm going with 9.9999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999
she's going to turn it into, you know, uh, something that's absolutely fantastic because they really didn't give her a whole lot to work with, uh, with this Bianca uh, Belair lead into, and they both, God love them, absolutely made it work. And it was one of the best things about the build up to WrestleMania, at least in mm -hmm. my opinion. Um, so she knows how to tell a story. She knows how to get the audience invested. And I think that is something that WWE should they choose could absolutely utilize with Becky Lynch by doing something that they haven't done a whole lot of. And that is focus on non title women's feuds. If you look at WrestleMania, they had absolutely no interest in putting any other women's match on that card with the exception of the championships. It was the Raw, the SmackDown, and the tag team title match. They turned the tag team title match into the Women's Battle Royal. That is pretty much exactly what happened because already two of the four teams that were in that match are already broken up. So that was just trying to get as much talent on the card as possible. They did not. They heard the pop at Elimination Chamber that Alexa Bliss got did all these vignettes to bring her back for that match and then actively chose to park her back on the bench instead of giving her something to do at WrestleMania. We have four hours. I said this on yesterday's show, four hours of WrestleMania preview, no matches, countless, countless minutes of promo packages and review packages and, and commercial breaks for products that WWE is shilling and, and Peacock sponsorships and, Two separate Hall of Fame wave segments with The Undertaker. In eight hours of wrestling, wrestle eight hours of WrestleMania, too. Yeah, in eight hours of WrestleMania. Tell me you couldn't have found you you couldn't have found a spot for Alexa Bliss. You're killing me. Now that's where Becky Lynch could really excel because she is one of the people that WWE cares about. So, so you know she is going. Sorry to cut you off there. You oh. know she's going to be utilized and put in a and put under a spotlight. So if she's not in the title picture, that's great, man. Utilize her and get the spotlight on, on some other non-women, non-titled feuds, please, for the love of God. So if you get her in, uh, if you try, if you start to finally highlight a non-title feud with the women, should you bring her back as the man? I think not initially, no. Um, I think this needs to be the the climb back up to the mountain, right? I think this, you could start off with the, the downward spiral. I've lost everything. And now I have to build my climb back up to get everything back. My championship, my identity, and yes, the audience. I think by the time that she actually wins the championship, yes, you could complete the baby face turn. And she is again, boom, one of the most the second they decide to flip that script, she's going to be the most over superstar in the in the country uh, in in the entire company because you have half the audiences still who are like, oh, cool, it's Becky, but man, I'm supposed to cheer for her, but it's I love her. Female so Stone gonna, Cold. Yeah, I'm not going to. If if you just let her be the antihero, man, and I and this is one of those things where I'm I'm thinking to myself like, you know, how I would book it and this that and the other thing. I'm like, can we just take the damn shackles off of like the the baby face? The baby face shackles of, oh, well, a, a good person doesn't do that or this, that, and the other. There's, there's, there's no black and whites, man. All right. Not everybody is good boy John Cena. All right. Like it's not hustle, loyalty, and respect. There's gray areas. All right. You could just have Becky do some of her sinister, cool shit to heels and people will cheer it. It's that damn simple. Just let her be that big ass anti hero, that loner 
that is just out for herself, but now out for her child as well and let the crowd love her, but build to it. Don't just decide to flip the script. So I think I would bring her back. Uh, and yeah, she is in a very, very dark place and she is going to be demented and she is going to be crazy. And I think the audience is going to eat that up because she's really damn good at what she does. And that kind of builds the climb upwards. But I would not put her right back into the title picture, although I have a feeling that the fact that Bianca and Sony Deville is next week, that maybe they bring back Becky next week. And we end up getting Becky and Bianca rematch at WrestleMania Backlash, which would be the fourth out of five matches being a rematch at WrestleMania Backlash. Yeah, that's what Backlash usually is, anyways. But it is. I, I think I think it's the perfect spot to bring Oscar back, though, because you had you had that emotional moment on that episode of Raw when Becky relinquished the title, and you can play off of that as Oscar's trying to help her, but then it just doesn't work. You know, there, there's a look, there's a number of options that Becky could do outside of the title picture. You could relive that history with Oscar. You could finally give us Becky and Bailey uh, when Bailey is healthy enough uh, mm -hmm. to come back. That is really the only uh, combination of four horsewomen rivalry that we have not seen fully play out uh, on the main roster. And I know that is something that a lot of people uh, want. So if you brought back Bailey as a baby face, that would be the perfect opportunity to have baby face Bailey. New Bailey, not ponytail Bailey, but uh, some iteration of new Bailey babyface going up against deranged, unhinged Becky Lynch. That's something that I think a lot of people would eat up. And that's a SummerSlam match right there, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. You don't have to have that be for a championship. And I think that's what I'm I'm hoping Becky will be able to do is elevate the rest of the card by not having a championship because, you know, WWE is going to focus on whatever she is doing. The other place that she honestly could help is the tag team division. I mean, you could put her and you could you could put her and a lot of different people together. You could actually have her and Bailey team up and be like that super tag team and really kind of help elevate that as well. I think my pipe dream though is because Becky has been such like a loner. I would love to see her kind of form her own mini faction here. We've noticed that WWE is starting to get back into the, the faction business with, with edge putting his group up together and hopefully night model management will get going and get on the actual main roster uh, with, with LA night after their little test run uh, dark segment last week. I, I kind of liked that trio of Becky, Nikki and Piper. And I think like Becky recruiting Nikki and Piper to elevate them and get them back up to where they need to be and have them win the tag team championships and, and Becky kind of yes, elevating them, but kind of using them to get what she wants back. I think that's a very, very interesting combination that could really work out for them. So I think they have a lot of options here, but yes, I'm, I'm excited to see uh, where they go from there. And last but not least here on the five count, WWE has announced that next week they will be celebrating Viper week. Randy Orton, 20 years on the main roster. I'm sure we'll be talking a lot about Randy Orton on this program next week. But just real quick here, Jeremy, a favorite Viper moment. There's trivia. a lot of them over the last uh, 20 years. Some trivia for you before then. Uh, his first televised match was on Raw, April 25th, 2002. Who did uh -huh. he defeat? Oh, Jesus. Oh, God. Uh, 2002, 2002, 2002. The trivia master has struck. Oh, God. Yeah. Let's see. 2002. I'm woefully underprepared for this. Uh, 
I want to say Ted DiBiase Jr., but that's probably wrong. Hardcore Holly. Of course. Of course it was Hardcore Holly. Ah, <laughs> uh, God. Favorite moment is hard to pinpoint. I mean, evolution was just tremendous in, in bringing him in and making him that main event superstar. That was just such a great faction. It was perfect for him. Um, if we pinpoint a singular moment, I would have to say probably the greatest RKOs in history with Evan Bourne and then also Seth Rollins at WrestleMania uh, 30, God, 32, I think it was. Yeah. Because um, I think 31 was when Rollins won the, the heist of the century. So I think, no, no, 32 was Dallas. Hmm. It, yeah. Seth Rollins, WrestleMania 31. Yeah. Yeah. I thought 30. Oh, yeah. Because it was that same night. Okay. Yeah. That's right. Because yeah. they wrestled in the daylight. Yeah. Um, that those two RKOs were just tremendous as as moments um for me. I didn't appreciate it at the time because I was a massive Christian fan and I was so pissed off that they took the belt off of him after two days of when he won it over Alberto Del Rio in that ladder match and that freaking great moment where you just had Edge retire, right? And yeah. he's there to help his longtime best friend achieve that lifelong accomplishment that had just evaded him, and he became world heavyweight champion. And like I'm, got let's see, this was 2011, so you know I'm I'm still a young adult, but effort I don't care. I had tears cut pouring out of my eyes when Christian won that, and I'm like hell freaking yeah. And then two days later on a SmackDown taping, they take it away from him and they put it on Randy Orton. I was so damn pissed at the time. And then they turned Christian heel, and I'm like, what the fudge are you doing? Didn't get it as a fan back in the day, but looking back on that now, those 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 matches and the story that they told, and then it culminated with the, the no-holds-barred match at SummerSlam. Those two worked so well with one another, and that entire feud was some of Randy Orton's best work uh, and Christian's as well. And yeah, it, it really kind of highlighted Christian and put him in that upper echelon there. So I, I'll always remember, I can look that back fondly on that feud now as one of my favorite things that Randy Orton has ever been involved in. But I got to be honest, man, like, I don't know if this is recency bias or not, but this version of Randy Orton that we have right now is the most fun I have ever had watching Randy Orton perform. It's like Brock Lesnar. Yeah. It's like, all of a sudden flip the script and it's like, oh, hey, here's a little bit of freaking personality. Like, right. let's go. Like, oh, Randy's always had personality, but we've never seen him be this. I don't know if flamboyant is the word, but you get what yeah. I'm trying to say. Like, he's exuberant. He just seems so damn happy and just to see is just having so much he likes fun to smoke, too. Yeah, who doesn't? I mean, what? Uh, I mean, ooh, ooh. hey, hey, hey uh, we are we know. are we are broadcasting no. on 420 today. <laughs> Oh God, we are. Um, another another one I got to mention is his Legend Killer run that culminated with Mick Foley, and you always yeah. remember that kick down the stairs. Yeah. That was just the the pinnacle of heel Randy Orton right there. Yeah, the, look, the, I'm sure we'll be talking a lot about Orton next week. Um, but man, there's just one thing that I've never quite understood, and that's the. The lack of bringing up Randy Orton when you're talking about like the greatest of all time. Like, I mean, I'm serious, man. I don't know how anybody can't watch Randy Orton perform and not go. This dude is one of the best at what he does and what he does. Well, 
really, really makes a professional wrestler. And it's yeah. all the little things. He gets it. He soaks in the moment. He takes things slow. He knows how to sell you and tell a story with his eyes and his face. And that is not something that you can. Uh, it, well, it's something you can teach, but it takes a long time to learn. And I think it took him a long time to learn. Oh, yeah. Right now he's he's on, he's on top of his game. The he's amount of growth that the amount of growth he's had from when he was younger and getting in trouble and doing stupid shit to to <laughs> yes. to the man he is today to what he does for the locker room today to what he does you know just for the industry today and just the growth that he's had is tremendous and he's a 13 time world champion same as Triple H unless Triple H got to 14 no, I, I think Orton's remember. at 14 Oh is Orton at 14 okay Orton's at 14 Yeah I mean it, it, you can't you can't exclude him from that conversation at all No and it's just weird cuz he never gets brought up By the way you talk about the evolution of him as a person if you haven't checked it out yet, um, watch the Cody Rhodes media scrum from WrestleMania weekend, which is up now uh, on the Believe in Pro Wrestling uh, podcast YouTube channel. It's right down there under uh, exclusive interviews, uh, which I will be adding uh, to that category later on this week. So don't miss Ooh. my conversation with Raquel Rodriguez uh, coming yeah. up this week on Believe in Pro Wrestling. Uh, but watch the media scrum, man, because there is a, a, a funny little story and a little uh just explanation of the evolution of Randy Orton from one Cody Rhodes in that media scrum. And let's just say it was hilarious. And the fact that he, he he's going to try and revert Randy Orton back to, <laughs> to the old uh, Randy Orton. He says he does not accept this man as who he is right now. It was a great little exchange. So go back and make sure you watch that. Uh, we do appreciate, appreciate all of you for watching all 53 minutes of this half hour podcast. <laughs> Jeremy, you're out next week. You'll be back yep. week after. So mm -hmm. I guess I got to figure out. Maybe I can talk SP3 into coming and talking a little NXT with me. Who Just knows? Tell them it's for one week only. Uh, yes, uh, one week only until you're gone. You know, I'll be I'll be in the air. I'll be in the air while you're on the air. So uh, you're going to be a uh, mile high and mile high. Is that where? You're yeah, saying? I'll be literally once you rec when you record. I'll be literally probably wheels up about about nine o'clock p.m. So, oh, so sounds good. We appreciate you guys. Enjoy the rest of your Wednesday. Big dynamite tonight. Huge announcement for Tony Khan. It must be Wednesday. We'll be back. And the debut of Hook. Oh, yes. Yes. The dynamite Send Hook. The dynamite debut of Hook. SP3 is going to be insufferable tomorrow. Uh, join us 7 a.m. to talk about it. I'm sure I'll be forced to lead with Hook. He is the leader of the hookers, after all. You've been listening to the Believe in Pro Wrestling Podcast brought to you by Bet Online. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.